0: My, I didn't give this to my wife because she'd make fun of me.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why she'd make fun of you on episode 39 of G-Money and...
2: The, the godmother.
1: Yes, we're here with Gary Mazer, right? Yes. Of Pine Grove Day Camp. Welcome, Gary. Thank you. So happy that you're here. Well... I don't know if you know the full context of what we talk about here, but generally it's sharing thoughts, ideas, strategies, and tactics to help local businesses get ahead. I really love your business because you are a caterer to the children, right?
0: (laughs) We do. We do. Yeah.
1: Tell a little bit about your business and we'll kind of go from there.
0: So, uh, we're a traditional day camp. We have kids as young as three and as old as 14. Um, I hire, we're just not just kids. I hire young adults, you know, from 80% of our staff are college age. I have 300 of them. Uh, And we have a lot of high schoolers, 20% are about 16, 17. We have some adults, but We're getting old to uh, be able to handle all the kids. So (laughs) did you say
1: you have three hundred staff?
0: Three hundred staff members. Yep.
1: Wow. Huge. I mean, that's
0: everything. That's bus drivers and maintenance staff. But you know, from counselors and specialists, people who are instructors, instruct activities. That's probably. Two hundred and twenty-five, two hundred and thirty. That's uh, amazing.
1: I mean, that's a lot of kids. You're probably actually supporting as well. What's the total? Like, uh, you know, how many campers do you have?
0: Uh, any given week, it's going to be between five fifty and six hundred. Wow. So it sounds a lot bigger than this. It when it's spread out over thirty-six acres, its uh, group sizes are small. They're like twelve to fifteen kids. So it's not it's not as big of a deal as uh, as it sounds. Uh, but yeah, but I honestly, I grew up at camp, camps like. I don't know, my parents, my parents all through, so I went to camp my whole life, my sister as well, and then uh, when we became of age, we all became counselors, and then I, uh, you know, went to college, and then I, you know, I was a journalism English major, I wanted to be a sports writer, and I gave it a shot, I wrote for olympics.com, uh, I went over to Sydney, Australia, and I lived there for a year, and I, I wrote for the Olympics, and I, I wrote for some local papers as like a freelance writer, uh, like right out of my senior year of college and right out of college. Um, but I was still doing summer camp in the summer as my junior senior year, and my dad and I were just at each other's throats, because my, my dad wanted me to get a job. Like, <laughs> it's time for you to grow up and get out of camp, and uh, yeah, I guess he was laughing now, so. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah, so it's like fun. Like you, you, you're doing probably your passion. It really sounds like, and I like, can actually hear it in your voice, which is
0: yeah. Which is I, cool. I mean, I love camp. Camp is awesome. I mean, yeah. With any job, you take the good with the bad. Like there's there's office work, which I'm not a fan of. Which yeah. <laughs> yeah. there's a lot more of it than uh, you know I would have expected coming into this. But uh, but once the summer hits, uh, it's fun and everything is kind of morphed. It's funny because you start. When you're younger, it's like you just want you want to be with the kids, you want to play, you want to interact, and then and then as you get a little bit older, it's you know you really get a sense of how much you impact these kids and what you want to do with them, um, and then now for me it's kind of morphed into now it, for me it's mainly the staff because I don't have I see the kids a lot but I see them uh, and I interact with them in a matter of a minute or less as I go through camp. Really now I have to make sure my staff are doing the things I would want, would have done when I was their age with the kids and I'm a step back and it's, you know, people don't realize, when I mean, you get to management, it's not necessarily about managing the frontline people. As you start getting higher and higher up in different management levels, it's managing that, you're the level that's right next to you to do the things that you would want to do. Uh, so now I get more, uh, I love hearing all the success stories we have with campers, but I get just as much of a thrill about hearing For my staff and how much the experience of them working with the kids has impacted them because you know they are when people come in i ask people a lot like what do they think we have three main there's campers there's staff and there's parents and which which area is the most important um and uh when i talk to management uh people and a lot of times some of them miss it some of them get it but it's staff like wholeheartedly because if your staff are performing at a high level and they're doing everything you want them to do, then you have happy campers, you have happy campers, you have happy parents, and it just all goes from there. So I'll
1: tell you what, that echoes what Eddie at 118 talked about when he was on the podcast. He said, you know, there's four or five things you need to be successful in business. And the first thing he said was, you got to take care of your staff. Yeah. Because they, if you don't, then all those other things basically fall apart, which is.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And they, and it's funny because the. Um, uh, as a as we get older as well, we always it's like a, it's a fad to bash the younger generation. Like we all like millennials now. People are all on top of millennials. Like it's like going out of style. <laughs> um, but I, I can't really I can't sit here and like really get on that bandwagon because my whole business uh, revolves around the younger generation succeeding. And you know I really get uh, on, on a bigger scale than most other people uh, a firsthand look at how the younger generation does and. They're just it's fantastic. I have nothing but I mean, my business is built on their their successes. So um they do such a great job and and um I don't know. It's just uh, every
1: generation has its own thing and yeah. that that sort of thing. I wanna get into the deets of your, your business though, because I think there's some unique things about it that I like. Number one Wow, convenience, right? I mean, when I met with you originally, you're like, yeah, we got this bus service. It comes around. It picks up the, the children. And I don't know if I, like all the camps offer it. But I was like, wow, that is, like, awesome, right? Yeah. For working
2: parents, that's yeah. amazing because a lot of camps, especially in Monmouth Ocean County, there's very few that offer bus service. And it's very inconvenient because as a working mom, when my kids were younger and going to camp, having to drop them off totally threw off my work day. And in preparation of knowing that you were coming today, I looked at your Facebook page for your business and I didn't have to scroll far. Like on the Facebook page, there was a girl that one of my kids goes to school with. And then I looked at your pictures and even in the first two rows, I had two friends with their kids in the pictures. Back in the day, I want to say in the '80s, my brother went to Pine Grove. So even back then, it had a really good reputation, and I know still today it's very strong. And when I've looked at the pictures, I think it's come a long way even from the '80s. And back then, it was an excellent camp as well.
0: Yeah. Well, the guy who who bought the camp in two thousand and well two thousand seven, and I've been there since two thousand eight. He actually hired me when I was fifteen. So I've worked with him. Yeah. I'm from Connecticut. My wife's from New Hampshire. And um, he, I, wor- I went to a camp in Westchester, New York, and uh, I started working there when I was 15. I was a, a CIT, a counselor in training. Well, he took over the camp that summer, and he, he, my first interview was with him. Um, and I worked with him all through high school, college, and when I became a teacher in the summers. I, and he, he bounced around to four different camps. So I've been at a bunch of different camps. I used to live on the camp property. But when um, he bought this place, he my wife and I were both teaching and he asked if we were you know interested in looking into the possibility of running a summer camp. So it was an opportunity I couldn't really pass up. So we spoke to him and we're like, Where's the camp? I was like, New Jersey. <laughs> we're like, <laughs> He left out that little part. We're little like, part. Jersey, really? But um, so the only thing we know of Jersey is North Jersey. And we've never, I've never been to the Jersey Shore before I moved down here. And uh, yeah, we're, we're like wholeheartedly beach people now. I love <laughs> yeah. the area. I ride my bike a lot. Or I ride out west and it's all farms. It's great. I love it down here. So we've been here for 12 years and really, and my wife is the office manager for. 10 years. So we worked together. Um, and, uh, it just kind of over time, it just just turned into like a family thing. So, uh, you know, we our our camp families, everything. I mean, our slogan is uh, PG4L Pine Grove for Life. So whether you're there one summer or you're there for ten summers, it doesn't matter. You're part of you're part of the fam. And uh, good you're or in bad. the circle of trust. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: No, that's very cool. You know, so you're selling like this convenience thing, security thing, because you know your kid's going to be picked up. And You come to a great place. The uh, one of the other things that I remember looking into, and when we first kind of partnered up, was the variety of activities you guys offer as well. And then you segment those activities among different age groups, different grades, which I think, which I think is great,
0: right? Yeah, I mean, we have tons of stuff, and uh, honestly, a lot of private camps. We uh, and I mean, I grew up at the local Y's and rec camps and stuff like that. So, um, so a lot of the private camps we have a lot of the a lot of the same stuff. Like, there's a, always there's always the, all different sports and activities, uh, and the private camps do transportation. The, the smaller camps in the area um, have a harder time doing uh, doing that. But really the the biggest thing for me, like I grew up in camps that didn't have all that. So you made something out of nothing. Uh, And my counselors were awesome. I can tell you every single one of my counselors when I was like seven years old. Joe Nicoletti, if you're listening, (laughs) I don't think he is, but. (laughs) Uh, He might might tap into this. (laughs) He's living in Connecticut somewhere. Uh, But. uh, he was my first counselor at seven, and I only had him for one summer. And I've ne- I didn't see I haven't seen him again since you know Facebook took hold like twenty plus years later. So um, I can't tell you what teachers I had in that time span. So my they were all really influential, and the biggest things we pushed through all the activities is just uh, success. I want the kids, we have a code of living, I want the kids to live up to, and I want them to teach them. I, I can't be gonna learn so much more than just the games that are there. I want them to be, uh, you know, learn what sportsmanship is, learn what failure is. Uh, I mean, that's the biggest thing, mm-hmm. you know, their fail, I went to a workshop once, they told me fail stands for first attempt in learning. Uh, I love it, and uh, too often, and it's with my own kids as well. Like you, you push them, push them, because you know you fall off your bike the first time. Nobody would ride a bike if they didn't get back up. So, and that's with anything. Uh, I can tell you story after story of kids who um, just were able to persevere, and the counselors are there just to keep pushing them and pushing them, pushing them. Do you
1: find the I'll call it curriculum for lack of a better yeah. word, but do you find the curriculum has changed because of? You know, you touch on millennials, and you touch you know these different age generational things. I think of my son, who's fourteen years old, mm-hmm. and uh, love him, but <laughs> man, he's stuck on his phone and and Xbox, and I'm like, get out, man, go play, you know. Yeah. So so, what do you do to attract? Um, you know, the next generation, and how do you switch it up, and how do you go through that? Like well, what's that process for like?
0: parents, that is the selling point right there, because, so I, my daughter's 15, I was a year older, she's a sophomore in high school, it could be 16, and we're not immune to any of that stuff. Uh, I think my son, who's 12, just got a phone, I think he must be the last seventh grader uh, <laughs> who, who got a phone. So we waited longer than I think most, but, you know, it doesn't, you know, it takes hold really, really fast, and uh, I think that's one of the big selling points at camp, is cell phones are like, Totally strictly off limits, and that's for not just for campers but for staff. Like it's a fireable offense. You take off, take out your phone. Can't use it for a watch either. It's part of your dress code. You have to have a watch, and not a smartwatch. We'll ask you to take the smartwatch off. And it's uh, you get one, you know, warning, and then after that, it, you know, we do that once, and the staff don't take out their phones anymore. I'll be honest with you, staff don't. I think it's a relief. Uh, um, I think when, and we send, we sent our kids to sleepaway camp too. Um, My daughter went for half the summer, and my son went. Uh, goes now, and going, you know, four or five weeks without a, um, a cell phone, I think it's it's rejuvenating. I think... They, <laughs> but the first
1: the first is probably, like, withdraw, right? <laughs> yeah, And then mean, all of a sudden they probably just... I don't
0: even know. They're just having so much fun with their friends. It's like a one big sleepover, and it doesn't end for weeks. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, it's awesome, and kids get used... And they go through the stages. You know, everybody gets homesick and stuff like that, but it goes through the stages, but uh, yeah, the phone's they're an issue, and we're all there's you issue with adults too now. And uh, but it's just it's just managing it. Like, let somebody said to me, "What's the first thing you look at when you wake up in the morning?" And a lot of us reach for our phones. Right. And like, that's the first thing we do. And I caught myself. I'm like, "Oh, darn! That's me. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's me too." Uh, so you know, there's things you can do, like leaving your phone like not next to on your you know next to your bed, like across the room or downstairs or something. Um, so. And we are kids, like, my daughter now has her phone on, but it, it totally shuts off at certain time. I have that screen time stuff. Oh. Um, I love it. Uh, but, like, my son, who just got it, part of his deal, it, it has to be in our room because I don't want bings and dings going off in the middle of the night. Uh, so it has to stay in our room so they can get a, you know, decompress and get a good night's sleep. So...
1: Yeah. That's probably an advantage. I mean, if you if you're telling the camp goers to turn it off, so you know, and they're escaping essentially from all that stuff. That's that's a positive.
0: Yeah, and it, honestly, and I I hate to parents have to be on board, and we do as much training with parents, uh, like we do uh, a, um, like a pre-camp meeting with parents also. Because they have to be on board. Like, we're not all rainbows and unicorns. There's always, in, like, in, stuff that pop up, arguments with friends, disagreements, my is being mean to me. All, I mean, all that stuff pops up. Um, but I like to tell everybody we deal in solutions, not in blame. And that's honestly, that's the biggest thing, like, gripe I have with school systems. Because uh, everybody wants a pound of flesh, and they want to blame somebody, punish them, and then move on. Uh, there's no solution that comes to there. So everybody messes up. And things go on, and kids have issues. But that, to me, is what makes camp so special. Because... I think we're equipped and the young adults I have working for me are very, are very adept in, in helping them through that so they can handle it the next time it happens. Cause it's always going to happen again, whether it's at camp or somewhere else. Now they know how to get through an argument with their friend or how to deal with a teacher who they feel is quote unquote, not being fair because it's always a perception thing. So, um, and counselors, when I bring that to their attention, like so-and-so felt this way about what you said to him yesterday, cause parents will communicate on me. And the counselor, it's not offensive. They sit down, like, okay. No, I'll definitely. And they'll talk to them, they walk it through. And you know, I'd say more than nine times out of ten, it turns out great on the other side, and then they can move forward together and a relationship becomes stronger. Cause let's be honest, you know, you guys are married, I've been married for 15 years, like it ain't all you know, great. <laughs> so, but you work through it. That's what makes marriages, you know, last. You talk, you get into fights, you get into arguments. I mean, you can't not when you live to be with each other for for a certain amount of time. So and friends do the same thing. Uh, I traveled uh, Australia with a buddy uh, when I was over there uh, for months in a station wagon. And we lived in that. We had a, a mattresses we found on the side of the road and we put in that station wagon. But let me tell you, after months of living out of a box of food in our station wagon and driving around the country and sleeping uh, just like on the roof of the car, anywhere we pulled over. <laughs> like I'm um, months. It must be at least three months. Um, we were at each other's throats at the end of it. Like... And uh, you know what? And we're misery still misery
1: loves company. Uh, <laughs> but, like... but you're bonded, I'm sure, for uh, life definitely. now, right?
0: Oh yeah, we were college friends, and we're still good friends. And we came down like a couple weeks ago with his son, but. Uh, and that was 20 plus years ago, 20 years, 20 years ago. Uh, but man, you, he squished my loaf of bread and I thought we we're gonna get the fisticuffs. Uh, <laughs> uh, but that's what happens and that's with every relationship. So I think people, we tend to think that it has to be, you know, rosy all the time. Uh, but it's, it's not that way. And camp's just a microcosm of life and we can help the kids out in more ways and just, just the fun. We don't sell people on come here have a fun summer because um it's a byproduct of what we do you know it's success kids you know failing and succeeding getting through things together and and when they do that that's when all the fun happens so
1: very cool You're, um, we talked a little bit about, you know, the detachment of getting off these mobile devices and that's probably one of the selling points of your camp where people detach from that, but you're also embracing technology. Before we started this thing, you started to go into the radio show or something that you have. Yeah. Did we. get that right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. We don't do video games or anything like that, but we do have, um, we have like electronics, a computers class, radio station, video production, uh, because I mean, technology is fun. It's not like I'm not kicking it to the curb and saying uh, it's awful, but I'm more into creating stuff and like learning how things go. So, we just, uh, last year, the first year, we had a radio station. It was fantastic. Fantastic. One of my staff members, uh, Coop Cooper, he's the man, and he actually ran the radio station at Wall High School, so when I told him we were putting this in, he was like, I, I call Shaka. Uh, <laughs> um, and he was awesome, and he made a radio station. It looks fantastic. The kids love going in there. They can do their, they do commercials and news reports and, and um, you know, any kind of, they can make up fake products and, and sell it on, online, or on the, I'm sorry, on the on the air, and and they get a recording and then they their parents download nap an and they can download it too. They can put together a playlist for bedtime and stuff. And then he'll let you know, uh, tell them when these gonna air it. So all right, this is gonna air at nine o'clock at night, this can air at 8:30, this can air at seven. And uh every, they'll tune in and get to listen to themselves. Parents Sign. get a kick out of it. Um same thing, like, electronics. Like, they made lie detectors in there. I don't know if they worked, but they, <laughs> <laughs> there were some awkward questions when parents came uh, for visiting that. <laughs> um, but uh, video production, they have, like, a viral video contest. You know, they can, they did, we have a green screen there. They can do some special effects. Uh, um, and just learn some basics of, like, video editing with either iMovie or Final Cut and stuff like that. Um, the Adobe program, I know everybody's using now. So, um, so yeah, and, like, in computers, they made their own homemade Pokemon cards and um, so yeah they do some they do some cool stuff and th- again my staff they're, they're the ones who lesson plan this stuff they uh, they come up with uh, these ideas because when I was a teacher uh, I solely lesson plan on my own um, entertainment meaning like if it I wanted the cooler it was the more fun I was having mm-hmm. uh, so it, I was being selfish but the kids benefited from it so if I had something fun I was doing then I knew the kids were going to have a good time doing it because I was into it and it's the same kind of thing with the staff if I told them every little thing they had to do You know, they it would probably get a little monotonous and boring. So we'll start them off in the in the beginning of summer, um, and say, hey, here's some lesson plans. But like months before camp starts, so lesson plan and put together stuff. They'll take our stuff, they'll make it better, and uh, they bring a lot of their own ideas, which is cool. So, and I only hire people, so I'll make activities from the people that I hire. So somebody came in and said, I'm into uh, I'm. We had uh, years ago, we had somebody who was a um, like a national fencing champion. So for what summer, there was fencing. <laughs> um, so uh, so yeah, so we'll ask everybody if they have any interest in the interview or special talents or anything like that. And uh,
1: Very cool. Yeah, that we'll also there. probably keeps it fresh and, and that sort of thing.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, it's awesome. I mean, we have like a camper versus wild activity, but we haven't had it the last couple of years, so I haven't had the staff member. but We we formed it because we had an Eagle Scout as a, as a staff member came in, and he's like, oh, yeah, I'll do that. I'm like, all right, sounds good. <laughs>
1: <laughs> sounds awesome. Now, and I guess... Well, we've had some businesses, right, come in here, and they're seasonal, right? And I get the impression with yours it is, right, because it's a summer camp, but you probably have you know, the other whatever it is, eight or nine months of the year where you're doing stuff in relation to those that's three or four months that you had that you Probably you're a lot of
2: enrollments because we know personally we've had some people already – Schedule their camp for next summer because spots are limited. You guys sold out so early last year, so now is really the time to book the camp. And people were all over that, like white on rice. Um, But tell us a little bit about. um, I saw something on your website that if people sign up now, there's like some early registration. If you wouldn't mind kind of sharing the details for 2020 camp.
0: Yeah, 2020. Doesn't sound weird. 2020. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So about 75 to 80 percent of camp from 2019 signs up early for 2020 and um, we give out our earliest rates and we just give them to our camp families during the summer now they get a full refund policy for the next like eight months so it's not they don't have to it's not like they're gonna lose anything uh, but uh, but they have their spots it's all set up they pay a deposit and um, and then we break up the payments for them for the uh, for the remainder of the year but um but yeah and then it kind of it's the biggest question I get is like what do you do during the year <laughs> I get it from I get it from my family members all the time they're like what do you do like you do nothing I'm like well no not exactly who uh, yeah. But, uh, I mean, the fall is slower for us because, um, uh, you know, we just finished. It's like we're kind of bipolar. Like it, <laughs> we start off and it gets gradual and gets a little bit busier with sales season coming uh towards the uh, the end of the fall uh, right now it's just a lot of projects around camp uh fixing up uh you know repairs and whatnot as far as office work goes we're just going over our notes for the summer and what to do for next summer uh we have october twenty sixth. we have a trunk retreat of, uh, event so we usually do a fall fest for our camp families and we've we got away from that this year we're trying something new um but we have there's gonna be over 100 cars in the in the parking lot and then we'll they'll go and trick or treat from what's the date on that october 26th um it's from five to seven uh they would people would have to call the camp office to get an rsvp link because spots are limited because i have so many spots in my on my field to park cars um but then we do like we're gonna do like a haunted hayride but it's gonna be instead of um like a promotional event. It's, it's a charity event because we've only really been advertising it with our camp families because the entry fee is a non-perishable food item, which we're going to donate to the Trinity Soup Kitchen in Asbury oh, Park. Nice, yeah. um, and we do a lot of volunteering there. So, again, throughout the years with our older kids, we take them, like I take them about monthly to the soup kitchen. My assistant director, Wendy Sue, takes them uh, almost monthly to the Ronald McDonald House. Um, we've done Toys for Tots. We've done other charity drives. Um, so the more the kids, it's not just their money, we like parents donate money, the more kids uh, and families donate their time, which I think is more valuable, Um, the more they just kind of buy into kind of like what we want to teach here at camp. And they honestly, they enjoy it. I've never had uh, an event where I've not have enough volunteers for. So,
1: um, Well, you mentioned it's like a, it's a camp. It sounds like it's a thing for the camp uh, families that have gone to camp. Is that, do you have anything for people that may just want to get introduced to it maybe? Or can they kind of crash the (laughs) event?
0: um, Yeah, I mean, it'll depend on like size. I've never done this before. So we're kind of, we're seeing how, how, goes uh, I mean parents can come in I did a tour yesterday so that I can give tours to them around camp um, we'll have open houses we start in January January February generally we do one either in March and April also um, but anytime parents want to come and, and check out the camp I uh, I take them around uh, the fall fest was like anybody can come uh, this I'm I'm cautious to say it's like an open hey everybody come on by because <laughs> I don't know how many people are listening. But uh, they can definitely call the camp office, and if there's space, like it's like a first come first serve sign up. uh, You know, they can. uh, And
1: that's cool. But as long as you have, you know, you have open houses, people can pop in, get a vibe of the place. Obviously, you have great energy. I've met your staff. Everyone working there is awesome. It's not one person that's negative. You're all upbeat. It's obvious, right? You ooze, ooze enthusiasm, which is fantastic. And then I think that transcends to the camp goers too. They're gonna leave your camp feeling great every single day because you know it starts. With you guys, you know, right at the top, right. So, um, I want to make sure that people can actually get a hold of you too. Um, where to find you online, the phone number, and all those things. If you wouldn't mind telling the camera.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah my head was to this. People can watch this too because I'm yeah. yeah. see the top of my head. oh Did you see the hat? Guys? They're watching
1: it's, now. There's a million people.
0: So, pinegrovedaycamp.com, and they can go to our website there, or just Google Pinegrove Day Camp, and it'll pop up. Uh, our number is 732 938 3760. And yeah, I guess from my, there's only three of us in the office myself, Wendy Sue, uh, Jess, who's my office manager. Um, and yeah, they can talk to any one of us if they have any questions or anything like that. So
2: I do have one question yeah. that we didn't cover um is there a minimum like a four-week minimum can people send their kids for just two weeks how does that work
0: yeah so we do a minimum of four weeks a maximum of eight weeks and then any number in between so i'm gonna do five six or seven um they don't have to be consecutive so you can do two miss one do another two whatever whatever happens to be um the reason we do uh the minimum is because i don't want camp to turn into a revolving door so so meaning like um, we're and I, there's not we're not a one size fits all. There's different programs for different people, and people need different things. Uh, but one of our basic things is just like the group building, the relationships. I want them to come away with camp friends and lifelong friends. Uh, ironically enough, my best friend at Sleep Camp, I bumped into him at a charity event we were having at camp. Really? And again, I'm from a different state, and he grew up in New Jersey, and I haven't seen him since we were 14. And all of a sudden, I hear, Gary Maser, and I turn around, and there's Mike. I'm like, no way. And oh, my God. So, but now his boy's come to camp, because I'm like, you've got to send your kids That's here. That's awesome. Um, but uh, so I think camp friends are just a different breed. My assistant director for five years at camp was like, my best friend from, uh, from day camp, and we grew up together when we were seven. He now runs runs. The master's program at Tor University for camp administration, so we're all wow. like camp people now. Uh, but again, I didn't see I went from like a 15-year hiatus because I didn't grow up in that area, so I went to camp outside my areas. But camp friends are, I think, are just uh, just real special. I um, get
1: the vibe with the camp world. Whether you're an administrator or you're a camp goer, once you check in, you don't check out. Like you lo- like it's a passion.
0: It's people a people talk about it, and it's funny because everybody talks about it, like their experience is the most like I when I talk about my camp experience, I'm like mine. It's unique. It's the most unique thing in the world. But but uh but we all have that similar like feeling like we talk about it like it's ours it's it, and it's just so it's just so much fun because everything is stripped down you don't you don't have the pressures of school and, and I mean like I said stuff pops up but it's just different i, yeah. I just it's hard to to really explain uh, when you're there so
1: well, I would say all you parents out there listening to this podcast video version as well, you know, experiment with Gary's camp here, Pine Grove Day Camp. From what I hear, everyone says the same thing. It's it's amazing, and I'm not just stroking you. It's unbelievable. I've heard that from multiple people, which is fantastic. And um, I think you know, it sounds like you'll at the very least walk away with a potential lifelong friendship, and. Uh, I say at the very most because we experience this. The very most, your kids are going to get away from their darn phones, yeah. right? <laughs> get them away from these mobile devices for at least for a little bit of time. I I tell people double down on what you do on a mobile device, but it's healthy to get away from it sometimes too. Oh, we absolutely. That.
0: And honestly, it just I don't know. I have so, I I could write a paper on uh, no cell so phones are great. We all like you know, but I uh, just it's really what's on your cell phone. And I don't know why do we call phones anymore because who the hell who talk, ooh, I that. who talks on <laughs> on a phone and like my kids call out dad I want my phone I'm like but is it really a phone like when was the last time you had a phone call uh, so it's uh, really there it's, it's the apps and stuff that you have on there and what they do so
1: alright well look this is about the end of the show thank you for coming on today this is no fantastic. problem thank you thanks for having me any
2: parents with kids call and register now you'll have huge savings don't wait till spring
1: yeah awesome very cool well thanks a lot peace out everybody ciao alright